expressed on this radio station. Its programs and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... And welcome, everyone, to another Monday Adventures into Reality. I'm joined once again by my international correspondent, Kathy Ma. Hi. Great to be here. Exciting, as always, to be on these calls. We are having a really special show today. We are going to be taking calls on another number in just a second. We have some things we want to talk about really, really quick. The first thing is Miss Kathy Ma is fresh to the United States, two years fresh, and she is in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and is looking for recommendations for the best Chinese restaurant there. Yes, I really am looking hard. Very difficult to work out which ones have got off, well, pretty authentic food. I'm looking for one that will steam a whole fish with the head and the tail for Chinese New Year. So if anyone has anyone any recommendations at all, please let us know. <laughs> yes. It's an important so, thing. <laughs> it's very important to have that steamed fish. Yes. <laughs> Especially for Chinese New Year because we believe that everything must have a, a start and an end. So the fish has to have the head and the tail when it's being steamed. <laughs> <laughs> Not so easy because everyone does fillets here. <laughs> yeah, everyone does fillets. Yeah, being a Greek Greek origin, so we we also have uh, the fish, the whole head, and the whole tail. Mm, yes, I think a lot of cultures do. It's it's unusual. Um, me to not see a whole fish. Um, maybe it's because people don't steam fish so much. Would that be it? No, we I, the the Greeks steam a fish too. Um, I, I think it's just the culture here in America that is as deep fried everything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess my backup plan is I can look for a Greek restaurant. There you <laughs> go. <a> whole fish. <laughs> Something that'll steam a whole fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. We are going to use an alternative number today. For those that want to call in, please, if you have called in in the last month, do not call in. We have a tremendous amount of people who are calling the first 10 minutes every time, and then everyone keeps calling and calling. So if you have already called in the last 30 days, please refrain from calling the show. The new show number for this week is 956-217-0261. Once again, the number is 956-217-0261. And remind to turn off your radios. There is echo. So remember, we are connecting through Skype, so if you are an international caller and you think you're, everything is muted and, and we're still hearing echo, it is because there is a Skype delay or a phone delay. So there has been a lot of people that have been complaining and saying, I can't get through, or when you get through, you're muted, muted, and everything. This is an issue when you have 3,000 or 5,000 people all calling at once. So everyone, please be patient and allow everyone to call. The number, once again, 956 217 
So Kathy as we're waiting for that first call. You know, you have been on an international journey. You have gone from Hong Kong to Charlotte, had a day off, and then had to fly right back to Seattle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm really racking up those air miles right now. That it's, is right. You're racking up the air miles. It's been a challenge with all the time differences. I, it's, uh, you know, one of those sort of things where I think, you know what, I really have to do grounding, grounding, grounding. <laughs> because there's just no other way to operate because you just never know what time it is unless you're grounded you've got no chance <laughs> exactly you got no chance but it's been an amazing journey so good to see so many people and have so many people tell me what's going on with their lives at the start of this new year it's exciting times Exactly. And in the background, we have been working on a very, very special show that's going to be coming up that's all about feng shui. Yes, and it's just been so amazing. I mean, the opportunity to have um, been able to talk to Sifu over Feng Shui and for him to have made time available for us to give us a fairly extensive knowledge of what's going on. And Feng Shui, uh, face reading, palmistry, uh, oh, the list goes on. It's just fantastic. I can't believe our luck. <laughs> Yeah, the luck has been, you know, very, very fortunate. And yesterday when we were finishing up the last of the recordings, the amount of knowledge that was transferred is just uh, so amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely amazing. And just the, the wealth of information. I mean, we could have gone on for days if we didn't need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't need to sleep. But. Yeah, that pesky thing like sleep just took over. <laughs> Oh, but it, it is actually so amazing to find someone who can actually give us that knowledge in a more simplified version so that we can understand it. Because when you talk to a feng shui sifu, it's often that they talk in such high, um, what is, it's not intellect, but the words they use are so big that you really have no concept of what they're talking about. You, you can tell it's important, but then you're thinking, wait, I need a dictionary. <laughs> Whereas uh, Sifu makes it also so much more understandable. Um, the average person can easily understand. And he gave us so many tips on our day-to-day -day life that we could use, things that we could work out on our own. I mean, you know, I, I've been looking around my place thinking, ooh, you know what, there's a lot of changes here and there I'm going to have to do now. <laughs> but such user-friendly advice, which is great. Exactly. And once again, the call-in number, 956-217-0261. So, Kathy, we have had such an amazing journey since we've started the show in, um, in September. I know. We're going on our 21th, 20th show, 20th show right around there. Oh, wow. Time flies. It really yeah, does. Yeah, we're reaching, we're reaching that, that, that extended mark where we're really, really doing good. We've been joined by our first caller, 928, your name and where you're calling from. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Kathy. It's Lisa and Flagstaff, your the first caller of this time around radio show. Yay, Lisa from Flagstaff. What kind of questions do you want to start with? Well, I am, have always been curious ever since I started listening to you, um, my origins. 
Okay. Did you have any other questions on top of origins? Because usually they're they're interlaced. Um, you know, I was kind of curious about my health. Okay, just what one second. Just one health. second. What year were you born? 1971. Were you a difficult birth? Uh, yeah, I was actually really, um, took a, a while. I don't think I was difficult, but what happened was it was taking a while, and in those days, um, they had really started going, go hung, go hung, what's the word, um, um, C-sections, and my mom, after delivering three babies naturally, she was a member of La Leche League, um, I was the fourth, and the doctor wanted to go to a party, and so he cut me out. Okay. So there is a tremendous amount for of, my mom. Yeah, there is a tremendous amount of birth trauma on you. The C-section is one part, but the other part is um, actually your whole scalp, your whole cranial system was deformed when it came to the c-section and it's put a whole bunch of pressure on the back of your neck around your ears and your jaws and while growing up you might have been a very cryy type baby because there was just all this pressure on your head and your neck and your shoulders are you having neck issues or, or sore back and sore neck this lifetime yes absolutely yeah, all of that is related to your birth. Literally, the, from the point of birth, you have that injury from the very, very beginning. So we are in a scenario where to describe what your previous lives were, we have to understand why you were born this way. You were born this way because you have been a fighter and a warrior in dozens and dozens and dozens of other lifetimes in which your sword, your staff, your pen, or whatever it was you were doing was starting to affect the world on a bigger scale. The rock you were throwing into the pond got bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody threw a rock at you one lifetime and you were not able to function the way you were able to function before. So when it comes to your origins, you are clearly Pleiadian and you come from the Pleiadian warrior sect before it was a unity consciousness group species. So think of the Pleiadians that live in the Seven Sisters in the Pleiades system. One of those planets was specifically designed to assist people who wanted to learn how to be a warrior and to go out into the galaxy or universe and teach other species that were beginning to learn about consciousness, reality, and the manifestation of reality through our belief system. So you would go from one planet to another to another and maybe spend two, three, four hundred years at each planet and teach local population a form of psychic Aikido, of how to redirect wow. energy. Interesting. How to redirect energy back at people. It came a point in time where you, you right around 11 and a half million years ago, where something was going on and you got called to another world and it was invaded by the Draco reptilians and they killed everything on the world. And this is what started your sets of traumas because the Draco reptilians' goal there was to literally steal every single being that was in the birth process there and to return them to their own home world and to begin a process of long-term corruption. And much of you, because you were a male at that time, your sperm was drained out of your body and then forced into Draco reptilian hybrids. And this is what has directly entangled you here on Earth. You were becoming quite aware that 
everything that was going on was was drawing you to another form of advanced drama. Um, so you left your physical body and found yourself in the astral world of Earth and twangled into the four-dimensional timelines, and you have been con continuing this process of attempting to reconnect your soul shards that have been divested without your full will. Mm, yes, that is very true. <laughs> so that is your origins. That is also why you have these birth traumas. Many, So many of your lifetimes, you reach the pinnacle of your esoteric expressions and you're attempting to reintegrate soul shards that are on different parts of the galaxies that are, aren't exactly good guys. They, they were in program since birth to not have a m common moral fiber of goodness. So the bigger thing for you is the warrior ultimately understands when something doesn't have a common moral fiber of goodness in it, it is, it is to the point where the universe needs to recycle that being, and you can no longer be attached to it. Mm, and how, and how, how do I do that? I've definitely worked on integrating soul The charge. first process is to understand you have to fix the neck and the head, the first birth trauma. So what okay. I can recommend is that you go see an, uh, somebody that's a cranial sacral therapist, one that can do full cranial fluid exchange between your sacronellas and your tailbone and the back of your neck. And the next mm -hmm. process is they're going to put their hands over your tailbone and over the back of your neck. And as they're doing this, literally your tailbone is going to start moving, almost like a kickstand. It's going to push your butt up in the air on the massage table, and then it's going to sink. And once that starts happening, it can go into the atlas inside your neck and begin to unravel the fascia that are so tight around the back of your ears and the back of your head and scalp that isn't allowing full cranial fluid flow, flu, fluing through. Then you're going to be looking at um, the next process of once the birth trauma is healed, because you'll have full somatic releases on the table. You'll be bawling your eyes out when once they start unraveling that because every moment of tear that the baby had that wasn't expressed or understood by your parents will come out at that somatic release moment. From there, it's a matter of cutting cords with the parts of yourself that do not have the common moral fiber of goodness. And that's personal ceremony and ritual time where you must make it sacred and you must explain to the universe and spiritual court of equity why these soul shards, you can no longer function with them. Okay, yeah, I understand. Okay. I want to bring Kathy in here for a second to also talk about your medical expression. You were saying hi. that you... Hi, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, you were talking about the... You had, is it a sore back? Uh, yeah, I, I have um, actually one of my vertebrae, we found out when I was about... 17 um, isn't fully formed and I was having back problems when I was a teenager in my whole life I've kind of gone in and out of having it hurt and mm -hmm. then not hurt and recently that part of my body has gotten better or probably about 10 years ago that part got really good through some different healing that I did but yeah it's like now it's kind of my middle back Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. a point in my upper middle back that's, that's kind of, it goes out a lot. And I have a chiropractor, healer, who helps me so much um, when it goes out. Um, but he does a little bit of cranial sacral, but I have never gone to a 
someone who's, who specializes in only cranial sacral, like uh, Andrew mm. recommended. Do you also find that um, the lower part of your back near the tailbone aches on and off and feels a bit twisted? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because yeah. mm. to me, it looks like this is related. Um, like if you talk about energies within you, I, I, if you can imagine the spine going um, in an ideal scenario, the energy of the spine is going straight down to the tailbone. For me, mm -hmm. it looks like when you get um, probably just below your shoulder blades or maybe even a little bit in your shoulder blades down to your tailbone, rather than being straight line, the energy has twisted. So I would expect you to have some blockage and twisting around your tailbone. Um, I do agree with Andrew that a cranial sacral would be very good to realign all this. I also would like you to think about um, doing some breath work. Do you do a lot of that within your meditation? Uh, yes, I do do uh, different types of breath work, um, but I have to admit the last month, you know, I've been a little off of my meditation just from being so busy, but yes, I do breath work. Mm, okay. Um, so when, you, when you're doing your, your breath work, um, try and visualize something very simple, okay? So close your eyes and you're imagining a straight line between the top of your um, spine to the bottom. And when you're inhaling and exhaling, imagine that you're pulling that energy in and you're trying to make it go straight down. So it's the power of visualization and the breath work together because the more often that you do this, the more that you will actually realign your own energies because this is something that you can do yourself um, and it doesn't matter about budget. It's about you spending that time to visualize it and breathe it because when you do that and your breath automatically starts flowing all the way through your body, you will find that your actual um structure, the rest of your body around your spine will actually straighten because the energy is coming through so powerfully that it will just have to compensate to go straighter to take that energy all the way through. Now, when you first start doing this, you may find that you're getting dizzy and don't worry that you're like hyperventilating, you're breathing too much because to realign your own personal energy or chi or whatever you want to call it is a very uh, mind-blowing kind of experience. If you were to do it, let's say, once a day for three minutes, you would probably feel a bit heady for the first few weeks, and that would be normal, so don't worry about that too much. But once you start doing that, and you're also getting some other therapy to match that up, you will find that even just by default, you will feel that you're standing straighter, your upper body is realigning, and you feel more energetic. And once you get to that point, you know that you could probably even incorporate um, a bit more um, deep tissue massage in your lower back near the tailbone just to help that wiggle back in. Because you need to get that energy all flowing through before you do too much of a manipulation-y kind of work. Because otherwise your body wouldn't be able to take it. And even if they could readjust it, it will just flick back out again because this has been a quite a long-term mm -hmm. thing with you. Does that make sense for you? Absolutely, yes. It's very helpful, and I'm really excited to, to work on it. Um, you know, I also have a shoulder problem. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a torn labrum in my shoulder, and I was drinking a tea called chaga, which is amazing, and it pretty much healed it, which was amazing because it, it was a 
six years of this torn labrum problem. And um, anyway, I just sort of re-injured it. And um, so I'm trying to drink a lot of chaga, <laughs> but it takes time. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you have... And on that same arm, I got hit by a human when I was in my young 20s. And ever since then, I've had weird things on that side, on my right side. You know, and so do you guys have any advice on how to release this human bite energy? Because it definitely has been pretty intense energy that I've had to work with, you know, since it happened. And I know everything is for a reason. Did but, you say you know, uh, human bite? Yes, I got a human bite. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic, actually. But, um, you know, in the moment, I was just strong and there. But then afterwards, I had a lot of a, a spiritual effect from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you guys would you mind if I ask you a little bit about that like how did you get bitten oh boy it's quite the story um, let's see in a nutshell I was at a Santana concert mm-hmm. in Tucson mm-hmm. and I um, was with friends and uh, we had taken acid and one of the people I was with who was a friend but she was very unstable girl mm-hmm. um she flipped out and started taking her clothes off and doing all these crazy things after the concert standing on top of cars taking her clothes off so we were just trying to help her so i was trying to help her and i grabbed her around her waist she was a tiny little thing and i was in the back of a pickup truck that had a top on it so we were kind of crouched in here and i grabbed her around her waist to get her out of where she was trying to go through it to the front and someone was trying to drive and I grabbed her and she grabbed my arm and she just bit me and she wouldn't let go. And it was pretty bad injury, actually. Mm. Uh, I mean, the muscle is definitely different there. You can feel where the bite is exactly and everything. And I just, she just, she, you know, she was crazy and went crazy. And I was just trying to help. And I did not know at the time that if you plug someone's nose, they'll automatically let go. I had no idea. So I was just being bit. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, now okay. everybody, anyone bites you, you can plug a human's nose. And okay, that's, that's, that could be life-saving <laughs> info. I need to know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm asking about the details because to me it looks like whatever the bite was, uh, so now we know it's a, a young lady, it, it seems to me that there is some sort of, you know, I don't want to call it infection, but whatever it is that when she bit you, whatever was in her mouth, that let's call it bacteria or genetic material, whatever, some of it is still in you. So for me, when I look at it, that's probably why you keep having this reoccurring thing because your body is not cleansed of this foreign deposit, let's call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Spirit bacteria, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what Andrew would say. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll pass it to him in a minute to talk about that. But for me, you really need to think about how you can cleanse something that's incorporated into your body. So you would obviously be doing some sort of ceremonies, uh, which Andrew will no doubt uh, mention. But then on the other hand, think of it more like a detox. If you have foreign bacteria inside you, you need to find some formula that you can um, incorporate into your life to detox that out of you. So anything that you would be considering in a detox, so we're looking at um, 
taking some things to help you detox, to do colonics, to... Um, uh, I'm trying to, I'm struggling with the uh, nice words to say it, but pretty much you just want to eradicate mm. what she's bitten into you out of your system. But it's not so simple because it's not like, let's say you have too much lead in you. I mean, that's a very specific way to get things out. When you're talking about other people's um, genetic DNA or bacteria or spiritual energy, you really have to go down to a different level altogether. Um Perhaps I will pass this bit on to Andrew because he's much more expert at that. So when anytime oh, anyone's you. on mind-altering drugs and they bite somebody, quite literally it was an attempt to pass out the confusion energy into you. So after she bit you, did she come down a little bit? All right, that's our uh, music. Please, yeah. please hold, hold, on, hold on to the line. We're going to come back to you because this is an important teaching here. So everyone that's on, hold on to the line. We'll be back after the music. Seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long term storable, 54 different varieties. So if food prices go crazy, the shit hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need as humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. What are we doing live? 
the opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. And welcome back, everyone. Call, are you still there? I'm here, Andrew. So when when the person bit into you afterwards, you were saying, did they let go and calm down a little bit? Yeah, we were able to get her, you know, settled in a car and back home, you know. All right. Did it, did it draw we blood? Did it draw it, blood on you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, she so what? Let go, so it was very brutal. It was very brutal. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the wound right now. So, what I'm going to recommend to you is far more shamanic than any other expression. You had right. a person who was tripping out on acid, lost their personality, and was essentially taken over by some local spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what I'm going to recommend is that you go and get some kind of watercolor paints. And then literally draw all around the wound as many colors as you can. You're going to basically outline it in blue, black, yellow, green, the whole, the whole color spectrum. And I want you to do this for five or six days straight. So every time you take a shower, the watercolor will wash right off. And then, you know, at some point in the day, put the colors back on. It should really only take you like five minutes. And if you're afraid that it's going to stain your clothes, just cover it with a little bandage or something, just like a ta- you know, gauze pad and a little, little whatever. And then each time you wash it off, I want you to put your hand over that and say, I am now taking the time to remove every aspect of this person's personality or ghost that was transferred into me at that point. Okay. And then the next mm-hmm. process is to understand that the wound itself, for it to go through the healing process, you must break contracts, vows, and agreements with that person. You must cut cords with that person because in that moment, it was vampirizing on you. And the wound is still acting as a portal to her mouth. Yes. Okay. Do you, are you still friends with this person? No, I, I, I think she might have ended up in a mental institution, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, she's not doing well. I never. And you're not the first thing. person she's bit. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, that's frightening. Yeah, she's she's not. It's uh, I've n- I never saw her again. I moved away right after that and spent a year in France, and then moved to Flagstaff. So I, it's like I just, I don't even know really anything what happened to her. But I think I did hear that she ended up going to a mental so, institution at some point. Right. So the next thing is when she bit all of the muscles around there became deformed. Yes, they are. And that is why you have all of the shoulder issues combined with your neck issues, so on and so forth. And I want you to let you know something, though. She bit you via spiritual contract. Okay. You, you planned that at birth, i tell you that. Okay. And this is why you must break contracts, vows, and agreements with that person's first name. And if you know their last name, use their last name with it. So as you're painting around the edges, you can paint in the center of the wound, and, and, and you just say, I break in contracts, vows, and agreements. I am severing all cords. I am no longer exchanging energy. This wound is being filled with the light of all of my angelic beings and guides. 
I am now expelling anything that was put into my body. Excellent. All right, darling, I've got to move on to the next caller. Oh, you were a special person and great teacher. Thank you so much for calling. I love you both so much and just a million, billion wonderful blessings to both of you. Thank you for your beautiful work. You're Thank welcome. you. Have a good day. Bye. So the, nec the next caller is 917-3. Are you there? Yes. How you doing? Uh, your name and where you're calling from? Raphael from New York. Raphael from New York. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, you did a private reading with me about a month ago, and I wanted to follow up if that's all right. Okay, just so you know that this is a public public radio show and people don't have any background in what we were talking about. Well, it's um, uh, maybe, I mean, you can create that uh, information for everyone to understand through this question. Um, basically, uh, I wanted to follow up on my toxicity level that you felt I was very toxic and I needed to do uh, hydrotherapy, colon cleanse three three times back to back, which I did, mm -hmm. and then the fiber pill colon uh, cleanse, which I did for a week. You wanted me to do for two weeks, but I physically couldn't couldn't handle it. Okay. What was going uh, on that you physically couldn't handle it? What was the cause for you to stop it? Extra extra bloating in the stomach. Uh, that means you have a candida infection in that as you were trying to expel it, it got very angry and bloated you up. As right. well as the colon hydrotherapies had stirred up so much intestinal stuff that your gallbladder was trying to release. This is one of those scenarios where if you're having bloating, you need to go back to the colon hydrotherapist so they, they can get, begin to drain you. What it means is you have something in your intestinal tract that is producing heavy volumes of candida. That's what the blow mm. is. So you got to okay. go back. You got to go back. So, that's why so you were do, so toxic. Right. So go. So do the hydrotherapy and then uh, the colon cleanse uh, fiber pills. Um, well, you should talk to your colon hydrotherapist. So you're at a scenario where your gallbladder is about to dump like a quarter gallon of garbage. Wow. Okay. You you got a lot out with the hydro the first, but. You basically reached the 40% level of detoxing yourself. You have 60% more to go. And this right, is a right. classic example of somebody that took, took from their session and applied to it. And I'm so glad that you did call and say and talk about the bloating. What other things happened during your detox? Where do you have cold chills? Uh, no. I mean, no. It wasn't that difficult. Uh, the colon therapy, hydrotherapy, I would like to let everybody know that it was actually, once you get a, your, your mind around it, it's, I looked forward to the second and third sessions uh, once you get used to the procedure. Yeah. Did, did they talk to you about what was coming down the tube, the different colors? Uh, it was more cut and dry that it's, at one point it was the old... Uh, acidic matter that that was expelled at at one point right. at certain points i should say more than one actually yeah, yeah. but it and took some time it's like the third session was the best one 
Yeah. So essentially, you you got to that point where you cleaned out the first part of the oil oil in your car, and you're putting the new stuff in, and you're realizing the transmission fluid, etc. Everything needs to be changed. So you're you're right. in a classic example where you do need to go back and continue that process. Your body, the, the amount of candida that it's producing, you'll have to end the colon cleanse and go and get a, a anti candida process, which is another type of colon cleanse kit that does have some form of fiber pills in it, but it it's designed to literally extract the candida out of your body. So during this time, you're going to have to be very, very aware of the types of sugars and breads and alcohols that you take. And all of that stuff will cause candida to grow even faster. Okay. And you should have a certain amount of candida in your body. Is that true? Good candida, yes. The thing is, when right. candida goes crazy, you could have a right. layer of mucus that's like one millimeter away from the skin of your intestinal tract. And it's growing under the mucus, not on the surface of the mucus. And that is what a candida, a bad candida infection is. When it's growing near the, the skin to the intestinal wall and it spreads and spreads until it makes a colony under the mucus that never goes away. Okay. So on a, another uh, topic, I was wondering if you could just look into my general uh, outlook or, uh, you know, my general uh, state in life. Sure. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I want to bring Kat, Kathy in here real quick so she can give her perspective, and then I'll add some more. Mm. Great, great. It seems that you um, have a lot of confusion around you. Are you making decisions over some big issues? Um, I'm definitely in between uh, careers, if there, if there even is uh, another career for me, because I've gone through uh, a, a large uh, career shift. Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at your energy, there's a lot of confusion. Um, so if you're going through a career change, that would account for it. Because it's you're like a kid in a candy shop. You're looking everywhere. Everything's shiny, but then you don't want to touch anything because you don't want to break it. <laughs> or, exactly. Or you don't want to you know, have your mom to catch you picking up all these little candies. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, one of the things I'm going to say to you that really you have to think about later is you must take other people's judgment out of the equation because you're listening too much to what other people say. And because your head is getting filled with other people's opinions, it's very difficult to find your own truth. Um, and because some of what is being told to you is seems logical to you, you then put yourself in a quandary. Whereas at the end of the day, you have to try and remember that you're the only one that's going to live your life, not them. So whatever their opinions may or may not be, it's what is your truth that is important. At the, when I look at your energy, to me, it looks like you do look for a career change, but at the same time, you do crave the familiar. When I look at your talents and your strengths, I think you're very, very good at communication, whether it's via mouth, um, by writing, um, whatever form it is, um, painting. If you can find something that you can settle on, like if you write a list of things that you want to do, just that you want to do, that involve communication of some type, let's say your list is 10 points long. Once you've done your list, look at the second, third, and fourth point because they're the ones that will ring true more to you than all the rest. Um, right. Because your first thought, <clears throat> excuse me, will not be your own thought. And 
later on when you've done this list and then you mm-hmm. rethink about it, you will see what I mean. Even and why? from within that list there, I then mm-hmm. want you to really, really think about it because when you are experiencing this career change now, you have to think about A, what you want to do, what has interest, and B, what will financially help you along because these two things are important. Individually on their own, they might be fulfilling, but they're not what you need. So when you can decide on which two that you find can fulfill these things, then you start to focus your energies on that. And once you do that, your opportunities will come. I would say if you could do this, let's say you start this this afternoon, you would find that within three or four weeks, you will already know what it is that you want to do. But you have to find your own truth within that. And once you decide upon the two things that you have great interest in, those opportunities, it's like you just go, you know, I really want to do that. I think I'll make this up. I really want to uh, write children's books about spirituality. Suddenly, there'll be an ad in the paper. You know what I mean? It's like once once you decide on it, anywhere you look, anywhere you ask, opportunities are there. And then at that time, your indecision will only be, oh, which one should I do? That's attractive, but then that also is attractive. But that's a minor problem compared to right now focusing on what it is that you are going to settle for. Does that resonate with you? Yes, but at the same time, I know you were saying that uh, people's influences are, uh, ideas are influencing me, Uh, but at the same time, you came up with an interesting idea of a, a children's book on based on spirituality and now that's in my mind and that sounds interesting and some and a friend the other day came up with an interesting idea so mm. I feel like you know it, it, it's those kind of things that that happen in life mm, mm. speaking with you know so this I guess is why you, you need to write that all, list <laughs> right <laughs> right right write the list right. and then just Keep looking at the list. Like once the list is written, you don't have to decide then. Just keep thinking about it because it will come to you. But you need to write that list. Okay. And I'd say do uh, top ten. Don't bother more than ten. Sure, sure. Mm. Don't okay. tell anyone you're doing this either because then they'll all have opinion. Just do it for yourself. Right. I understand that. Because mm. you, you will see the clarity. And once you once you do, you'll be like, you know, it's going to be that aha moment. What? You know what? I, I knew all along. Why did I get distracted? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but, that's you know, great. that's the way life goes. <laughs> yep. That's great. That's great. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, should I ask another question or we're going to move we, on? We got to time. For, we got time. We got time for one more question before we go on to the next caller. Great, great. I mean, something kind of interesting I came upon uh, my research on the web. Um, they say that people are using uh, cameras to look at uh, stars, and the way they look uh, is more like a, a body of colorful light uh, as opposed to a solid uh, uh, star just seems like a translucent, um, colorful light that people could see on the web and see this picture. Do you have any comment on that? Um, about looking at a star in its etheric format, I think that's a good concept. 
And I think that whoever is attempting to do that is, is in the right direction. But ultimately, it'll be about what imagery you can co-create inside your own mind so you can ultimately make your own internal journey to that imagery and connect to that celestial body and whatever expression it's trying to do. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a great tool for guided imagery of those that are trying to create their own meditations. What I might suggest is you grab a bunch of video shots of it so you can impress it into your mind and do a, a record yourself doing a guided meditation that goes to that translucent star as a translucent being of light and begin a process of introduction of who you are, where you are, what frequency of time you're in, and begin to take an opportunity to listen to what the, the, the celestial mind speaks back to you. That is one of your inherent rights as a sky watcher over many tens of thousands of lifetimes before television and radio existed. It was the music people created, the dancing they did, and the looking at the stars, which was their entertainment. And this is asking for you to do that once again. Right. It just seems that, uh, you know, what NASA tells us and shows us pictures of stars and planets are not actually what they look like. That, that was my other question about it, questioning what we're looking at in the sky. Yeah, so you got to understand it is a translucent being that's a celestial mind. All right, guy, we've got to move on to the next call. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. The next caller is 917-6. Are you there? Hello? Hey, hey, your name and where you're calling from? Uh, my name is Stefan. I'm calling from uh, Pekin, Illinois. Stefan from Illinois. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? I actually kind of had some similar questions to some of the other callers. Um, just wondering about my origin and um, sort of trying to uh, figure out what I'm here to do. Okay. What year were you born? Uh, nineteen eighty-six. All right. So right away, or as soon as you said nineteen eighty-six, you weren't really born in nineteen eighty-six. That's the first thing I gotta let you know. So there's a whole bunch of confusion about when your actual birth date is, and this is one of those scenarios. While I will, I will bend the rules. Um, first thing versus you're a time traveler. Is this making sense okay. to you right away? Yeah. You know that you've had experiences that, let's say when you were 5, 6, 7, 10, 12, 10, 11, 12, where you woke up and the world seemed vitally different. There were things that were different, and then you would go to sleep and wake up again, and they'd be back to normal. Yeah. All right. So that means you have what's called timeline aphasia. You have been blending inside and outside of time since the date of your birth. So when you chose to come into a physical body... Um, with your mother, there was a technological adaptation from the astral world that was in conjunction with some off-world source to put you into a body so you could link, be linked to a frequency of time. And since then, you've been leapfrogging forward and backwards in time looking for a DNA body that has more of your memories in them. So you're kind of lost in space right now, lost in space-time, and this is why it's been so hard for you to ground. And those times that you do ground, you may find somebody that is assisting you in grounding yourself. Different teachers along the way? Yeah. So what has been your big question about this lifetime? Um... 
what, what I'm actually here to do, like what I came to accomplish. The first thing you're here to do is to stop leapfrogging through time and to be balanced on one singular timeline for at least four to six months. From that point forth, you'll understand that the four to six months that it took you to ground is your purpose, quite literally. Because once you become manifest, you'll have access to the frequency of space-time viewing, similar to what I do, except it'll be based off of your experiences as simultaneously living in thousands of other frequencies of time until you became grounded here, went through timeline aphasia, and you begin to remember of the journeys you've been taking since you were a young kid. Whether you were dreaming or awake and you were still leapfrogging through time and you're sympathetic and parasympathetic have been heavily overloaded by this changing of time. So if you have watches or clocks, I would turn them all off. And I want to bring Kathy in here real quick to talk about watches and clocks because she's got something special about that. When, um, you know, I look at your energy, to me it seems that you do have a problem with time. I mean, I, I do agree with that totally. I think that you also need to understand that the the, the time and the mechanisms that involve, are involved with time really affect your energy much more than you think because you're a very sensitive being, which means any magnetic pulse you feel um, probably much stronger than a lot of people. So when you have all this magnetism in your watches or your clocks around you, you will find that it really, really affects your, what I can only call it's like your body pulse, um, makes you nervous, makes you anxious, whereas, you know, one part of your mind, the conscious part of your mind is saying, no, but I need to know the time um, because I need, you know, to stick to a schedule and get here and get there. Uh, it's very difficult to release the concept of time um, and then still live in today's world and, and, you know, make your appointments and schedules and etc. But if you were to take a break from looking at your watch or a clock or uh, any, you know, time device, you would find that your body's natural rhythm will actually tell you when it's time to do things. Um, it's, a, it's a big jump or a big leap of faith to be able to clock out, so to speak, and trust your body to get you to places or get you wherever you need to go at the correct time that is accepted to everyone else. But once you can do that for, let's say, a week, you will find ooh, that actually will make a big difference to you because you don't feel so anxious. Um, like, do you find that suddenly throughout the day or the evening you have this very anxious feeling that you can't account for and it's not necessarily related to meeting someone? Yes, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah. Oh, to me, you know... Certain people, like you're very unusual in that sense that your body is so super sensitive to, so super sensitive to that kind of, let's call it uh, everyday scheduling. Um, to be able to trust your, your own instincts and your own body is a huge challenge. And, of course, there's always a little bit of, you know, kerfuffle or mistakes that happen at the beginning. But if you can trust yourself enough to take a break from that and just try a week without that kind of, con you know, digital control or wristwatch control, you would find the peace that um, you get from it would be just insurmountable joy. 
Um, it sounds really weird and a bit way out there, but if you could spare a week just to try it, I think you'd find you'd be surprised with how your body can judge things for you and that you get it right and things do work out in a good way so that you do not have this constant, you know, your energy reminds me a lot of the story of Alison in Wonderland and you have the, uh, not the mouse, the the rabbit with the clock Um, and he's always worried about time. Yeah. (laughs) For me, that, yeah, it doesn't, definitely doesn't sound too far out there. I mean, it, you're definitely hitting it right on the head, I think. Hmm. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, and it, it's it's a big challenge. And it's, you know, it's a challenge that you probably will face on your own because I doubt that you would know anyone who has the same issues because you're a very unique being in that sense. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, mm, I'd say it's a scary concept in a way because it's not like you can talk about this with, other people and they don't think you're a bit off the planet, right? Um, but I think for you, when I look at your energy, if you can find that peace and that calmness within yourself and be at one with the time that you're in and be okay with it, everything will work out. It's a leap of faith. So does this, would this have to do with this? the sense I always have that I'm like needing to be on time for something when it's not even something like meeting somebody. I just feel like I had this kind of ultimate deadline with my purpose here. Does that make sense? I think it would, uh, it does make sense to me. It's, it's something that's really entrenched in your body. And, you know, it, I would say the anxiousness and the concern about time really in a way, of course it is yours, but it's not yours. It's because you're just so unique in this body, it's hard to adjust to everything. So you have to find that inner peace that allows you to exist here without that anxiousness. Because as you get older, this is just going to get more and more intense. If you can't get a handle on it now, you're going to feel anxious all the time, you know, for the rest of your time that you're on this, um, you know, timeline or planet being... Um, and like I keep, I can feel it in my own body when I talk to you about it. It's that, it's that I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, (laughs) but I don't really have anything to do, but I'm late, I'm late. I I should have done all that, but it's, it's just yourself trying to adapt to what's going on within your soul, within your body, within this time that you're in at the moment. Um, it's almost like it's a program that you just have to dissipate. Because once you dissipate, your whole being is open to everything else that is much more relaxing. That is our musical break. Caller, hold on to the hold on, and we'll get on to you as soon as we come back from the break. We'll be back in about four minutes.
Listen in on Mondays, 8 Eastern Time on Revolution Radio for Journeys with JP. With a variety of guests, each giving their perspective on their journey into the now. Join me and my guests Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Revolution Radio Studio B. will give you those truths when you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable senior network you'll know just what to do we will draw you in and become your news addiction at event horizons join us monday through friday from 10 a.m to noon eastern time at freedomslips.com at revolution radio our world team members are Dennis Fetcho, John Ilias, David Dunger, Hila Cass, MD, Melanie Richton, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trallo, Maria Payan, Christopher Husser, DODDS, Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco. If uh, you decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It is. Very dangerous. Count me in. That's right here, Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps. Wadia will remain a dictatorship. Or the quiet. Why are you guys so anti-dictators? Imagine if America was a dictatorship. You could let 1% of the people have all the nation's wealth. You could help your rich friends get richer by cutting their taxes and bailing them out when they gamble and lose. You could ignore the needs of the poor for health care and education. Your media would appear free but would secretly be controlled by one person and his family. You could wiretap phones. You could torture foreign prisoners. You could have rigged elections. You could lie about why you go to war. You could fill your prisons with one particular racial group and no one would complain. You could use the media to scare the people into supporting policies that are against their interests. Tune in Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for Liberation Nation with Deacon John, where America comes to hear the truth. I know this is hard for you Americans to imagine, but please try. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. 
over three gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here, with plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter, are your banking records safe in your hands, so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had, you have it, I want it back. Is your personal data safe? family records, addresses, phone numbers, we'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP-proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. Give me no fries. I got an empty box. Would you like another? Extra big-ass fries. I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having trouble. Come on. Trouble. My I'm kids sorry are starving. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So if food prices go crazy... It hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need as humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. And welcome back, everyone, as we continue our segment. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, hello? 
I'm, I'm on, yep. I'm on the first caller. Just hold on a second. So the very first thing that I want to tell you about your galactic origin is to understand you didn't come from this universe. So you are very fresh to this universe in the perspective of time. And this is one of the reasons you have been, let's just say, cycling through time in every existence. Because in the universe that you came through, they do not use DNA lineage technology. You are just a source stream of information that uses a universal form of measuring time. How big the universe is, how much living life force is in it. And that's your expression of time, planet to planet, world to world, until finally you immigrated into this universe with the direct purpose of discovering individuated time in a free, on a 100% free willed universe. And since then, you have been jumping from DNA lineage to lineage to lineage until you finally found yourself in another DNA lineage expression that was a sixth dimensional expression of the Lyrian people. They're the ones that are half human, half cat. Okay. You have an affinity to cats this lifetime? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy and I have been so spot on on you that I would, I would really like to have more of this in a private session. Um, I would recommend that you very highly think about going and doing some heavy-duty colon cleansing. If you can get over the colonics and the little tube there, I would really recommend uh, I, I do it. How, how many are you doing? Uh, I usually do at least one or two a day or at least like four to five a week, sometimes more at home. How long have you been doing it for? Um, oh, about a, over, a little over a year now. So you're doing home colonics or home enemas? Enemas, enemas. Yeah, you need an actual colonic. What it is, you need a lot more fluid to go through, and you need the colonic therapist to start massaging your stomach and your, your different sides so it can trigger a gallbladder release. Okay? Okay. It's not that you're not doing it. It's not that you're not doing Hold on one second. It's not that you're doing it wrong. You're just in a scenario with what your body is really holding on to. You need assistance to let it go. Okay. There we go. Go on. All right. The studio is back. So next caller, 917, are you there? No, they're not. <laughs> okay. Is it 309 then? 210. 210, are you there? Hi, can you speak up a little louder? We can barely hear you. Uh, we can barely hear you. You've got to turn up the, the microphone on your phone or come really close to your phone. We can, like, barely, barely hear you. Now I don't hear you at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here. Ah. Okay, we're on, we're on 210. Your name and where you're calling from, 210? Hello? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're very soft, so you're going to have to really speak up loud. Your name and where you're calling from? Antonio, Texas. Uh, I still can barely hear you. I don't know what's going on with your phone. Okay. I just heard Texas. That's all I was able to hear. Mm. Antonio, Texas. There, well, now you're coming loud about better volume. And we didn't hear your name. We just heard San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yeah. My, my name is Will. Will from San Antonio, Texas. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Uh, um, I, I guess 
also play with the I, I can't hear you, man. I mean, you're you're so low. It's like every third word I hear. Is it a little better? No, not really. <laughs> All right, j- just check your microphone volume. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Yeah, now it's getting lower and lower. All the way. Better. Yeah, we still can we can still barely hear you. It's it's like your 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 whole your whole thing's being covered up. Oh, okay. All right, we're gonna have to move on to the next caller. Sorry about that. We'll, 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 it's probably something going on with the phone lines. All right, the next caller, eight oh one. Your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Dimitri. Hi, Dimitri. We can hear you. Where are you calling from? Uh, Salt Lake City. Thank you so much for accepting my call. <laughs> Very, very cool. So what kind of questions do you want to ask today? Um, I have a question about my family. Hi, we're working on Go ahead, 801 stuff. Go ahead. Okay, so my question is, I've been on the spiritual journey for, for many years now, and right now I feel like everything's okay. I'm okay with money, but somehow I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't remember my past lives, and I don't have, it's more like recreational versus spiritual. That's my question. So what do you guys see in me and what what do I need to do or looks like? Well, the first thing first is if you're going to be doing spiritual work, it should never be recreational. It should always be made sacred. Making that okay. definitive statement in your life will trigger what's called the separation of densities, which will stop the recreational exploration and allow sacred exploration in which you can have much more deeper connections to the things that are going on in your physical world, in your spirit world, in your social world, and etc. So that involves doing ceremonies for yourself where you, you make a slice of time sacred for you where the cell phone is off, you're ignoring the rest of the people that are in the world, and you're solely focusing on your self-healing, your self-nurturing, you're doing all the different tools and tips and techniques that you've heard from this show to make a, a, a fire ceremony or some form of ceremony sacred in which you use some form of contract revocation, as well as an invocation of the peace and unity that you want to begin to experience through co-creation with the divine soul that's within you. Okay, it seems like I'm having a hard time. This is my, what my, uh, I guess, intention is, and it's happening, but something's holding me back. All right, I want to bring Kathy in there because she has an incredible view of blockages when it comes to people that are stuck. Mm. Thank you. When, when you describe um, yourself as being having blockages or stuck, what do you actually think that means? Well, so I'm like, I'm in a relationship with my mom. It's like, it's very, we've been close for a very long time, and there's a lot of issues there. Like, I can't separate, I guess. I, I'm in the process of separating from energetically. There's been a lot of karma going on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like I'm, we were uh, interdependent on each other for many, many years, and it's not, I guess, not a very healthy relationship because she's my mom now 40 years old, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, there's different ways to look at that, really. Um, Your relationship with your mother and the closeness um, that you have had certainly is not an uh, ordinary thing in America, but you put it in a different culture, a different, you know, country, nothing unusual, to be honest. 
Um, okay. When you say, when you talk about, you know, separating energies, for me, I think that, yes, there is some energy that needs to be separated um, because there is a lot of crossover and there is some codependency. But at the same time, you also have to recognize that you have that support and that love in your life, which not everyone does. Yes, it is suffocating at times, but at the same time, if you don't have it, you will not be the same person that you have become now. So, um, I guess I, I agree completely. Yes, yes, yes definitely. yeah. I mean, I, I, when I look at your energy, I know exactly what you mean. I'm just trying to, I guess, give it some context in that I don't consider the separation of energies as important as possibly you might be viewing it at the moment. To me, it's more about independence and. You, you know, you talked about a codependent relationship. Well, I think um, within any family group, there's always some level of codependency because that's the nature of families. But certainly you're both mm -hmm. getting some more independence within your own selves would be a very, very positive thing to be going through. But at the same time, don't forget that if you do become that independent of each other, you will both feel that sense of loss. So it's a question of finding a fine line. Um, okay. Aloha. Uh, um, you know okay. what I mean? And at the, mm -hmm. when you also talk about other blockages um, in your life, to me it looks like there's a lot of relationships in your life that you are finding quite difficult because you feel as if, your time is being um, taken from you, you know, energetically speaking, you're spending too much energy and time with other people and not enough time with yourself. And in that sense, I agree with you because even if you spent alone time doing nothing, even if you're only sitting in a room staring at the wall, daydreaming, that is your own time, your own independent time, and you do need more of that. So um, okay. when you look at people around you, whether it's um, loved ones or friends or work colleagues, you do have to be more strict with yourself because, you know, your nature is you're such a giving person that even if you're really busy and you've got 10,000 things on, you will still stop and spend time with someone and their energy is in your space and it's okay to say no, you know, okay. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> Okay, this is this is exactly yeah what I'm experiencing. And what about you know another question? I was I have a good job. I have no complaints. I have fun here. But this is like I'm spending too much time here. That's my issue. It's instead of mm -hmm. doing something spiritual. Mm -hmm. What do you see in the near future, or is there changes there? When I look at your energy, the only one that can give you that time is yourself. It's a scheduling issue. I, I know. I look at your energy, and I know I. You know, when you're, let's say, when you're at work and it's, um, let's say, it's a nine-to-five job, for example. When five o'clock comes, you you know you have another three hours work to do. So rather than just say, you know what, I'm just going to do an extra half hour, then I'm going to clock out, you will do the other three hours. So that's gone into your own personal time. And yes, you did get the job done, you feel better because of it, but then that time is stolen from you and stolen by yourself rather than someone else, in a sense, because you've let that mm -hmm. happen. Aloha. You know I mean? Hello. And, okay. And because of that, it keeps adding up, adding up, adding up, and over time you become very exhausted. But it's a, something that you have allowed yourself to do. Um, and that's the thing. It's very difficult to take ownership of that 
um, knowledge because it's always, oh, well, I had to do it, you know, my boss this or I have a project deadline, whatever. But, you know, the world will not end if you didn't complete it that day. And in your mind, the world will end. So it's it's a different mindset that you have to change yourself to do your own scheduling. Um, and yes, you won't be as efficient as you used to be, but if you truthfully looked at yourself and compared what you do to three people next to you, you already outperform them. So if you worked only at 80%, you'd still be outperforming other people. In your mind and your heart, you wouldn't be happy with it because it's not complete. But by comparison, you're an overachiever, so it, it won't matter. You know, the world will not end. I see. Okay. You know, does that make sense for you? Yeah, since you're right now, it's like I'm having, if, if I'm going to, let's say, quit working and do some spiritual stuff, I'm not, I'm not okay financially. <laughs> so I'm tied mm. to it financially very much. Yeah, but uh, you don't have to quit working. You just have to stick yeah. to your schedule, you know. And when Hello? you're, like, the next few days, when you're alone, think about it. Compare yourself, I mean, and be very brutally truthful with yourself. You don't have to tell anyone. Just think, everyone else around me, compared to me, am I working harder than them or am I just lagging behind? You know, I know it's not in your nature to compare, you know, yourself to anyone, but you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Look in the mirror, just you you and yourself in the mirror. And over time, you will understand that, you are the overachiever. So you create a situation where you have less time because you want to achieve more with your work. But if you worked less time and literally say to yourself, I'm only going to do 80% now. So with that 80%, once you can instigate that in your life, then look at yourself in the mirror and just see how different that is. And just have your own internal conversation with yourself because the, the pressure that you're giving yourself now is too much. Um, okay. And I, I'm going to tell you, it's too much. You have to really, really relax over it. Think, I'm going to work from whatever hours you want to set yourself, you know, 9 to 6, and that's it. After 6 o'clock, I'm literally going to stop. And then the next day, I will start again. I mean, think okay. of it as training a child. That's what you have to do to yourself. Time off now. Okay. Separate work from, from the rest of the time, right? Correct. You only can allocate so much time per day. And if you know you have a project deadline and you just cannot feel good about it, then make sure that you work more industriously. Take no phone calls during the day. You know what I mean? It's about a time management issue at the end of the day. And yours is okay. affected by being an overachiever. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. And if I could ask one more question, maybe. I am. Uh, do you guys see me moving somewhere anytime soon? Because there is there's a great possibility, I guess. Hmm. Do you mean like moving house or moving country, moving state? What? No, I have, I have a girlfriend and she's from Sedona, let's say. And then she wants to be there. And I have all my life here for now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's no chance, but she wants me to go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the pull of the romance, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I look at your energy, I don't see a move, a big state move like that. 
um, anytime soon. When you finally do make a move, it will not be over love. It will be over work. Okay. And one more thing is, like, I don't remember, like, some people, I don't remember anything about my past life. I have no recollection somehow. I don't know why. Is there any way you guys can tell me where I come from and what am I doing here? <laughs> well, welcome to 99% of the other world. They don't remember a thing about their <laughs> past lives until yeah. they go out and attempt to try to forcefully remember it through direct meditation or doing past life regressions. So it would be important for you to go and seek somebody that could be a past life regressionist, um, one that you can have a recording of and at the end go back and listen to your own voice in that co-creating process about experiencing other lives. So I can give you some hints here of other past lives that you've had and they're all intertwined to business. So you were a stockbroker during the, the 1920s stock market crash. Um, you made a fortune and you lost money and made a fortune and lost money so many times that you began to lose contact with the rest of the world. You were The new technology was there. Every time the little ticker came out, you were reading it until finally your own family left you and you found yourself as a rich and poor old man at the top of, a, a top of an office building and you just decided to jump out of it and end it. Wow. Okay. Okay. This lifetime... You find yourself in the same entanglements where, where work is going to force you to choose family life, work versus family life. And this is the common theme that goes throughout about two dozen of your past lives. Another example is in the late 1700s, you're working in southern Italy, right between the boot between Italy and Sicily, and you're a government official, and other government officials have dangerous lives. You know, things happen, they get killed, they mm -hmm. get sink at sea, so on and so forth. And you had many children, and you ignored them until finally one day they were all gone and you were an old man with no one left to take care of you but the state and all the state gave you was a few coins to survive and you ultimately died a beggar on the street without love in your life another example is I'm gonna go to mm, 1530 AD in that lifetime you are in Cuba and you are a slave in that in that expression uh, a, a, a black man of the Maasai tribe that was brought to Cuba um, but your particular purpose was to assist the de-haunting of some of the things that were being built there so even though you were a slave that they understood that you had some form of esoteric power and they brought you there and you're one of the founders of the Santeria organization and all right, that is our break so hold on right there we'll be back okay. right after the music thank you
The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator. Every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, taking the confusion out of transmutated lunar girdle springs for four years and running. Revolution Radio, the number one listener-supported alternative media radio on the planet. Enjoy your extra big-ass fries. You didn't give me no fries. I got an empty box. Would you like another extra big-ass fries? I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having trouble. Come on. I'm sorry you're starving. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So, if food prices go crazy... The shit hits the fan, or you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need as humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. And welcome back, everyone, for our final segment in the show. Caller, are you there? Yes, yes, I am. So as, as I was explaining to you, to you before the break, how much of that were you able to, to process? It, it resonates with me. Okay. I mean, it so, makes sense right now, yeah. 
Yeah, so you're at a scenario where if you want to take your spirituality sacred, you have to, like Kathy was saying, take schedule management. And you're in a scenario where more of your history can be more deeply understood. Um, as I was saying, there's a tremendous pattern of choosing family over 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 love life, uh, over business. And it comes back to why you actually came to Earth in the first place. Um, you were, let's just call you, an, an expression of the Anunnaki. Um, they have many different forms, many different shapes, many different sizes, and they don't actually need to have physical bodies. So you must understand that perception. When you came here, you came here via spiritual commerce and business. Your goal was to look at a species and understand that it had value to other species. And you became essentially a, a, a car salesman of different DNA skin suits. And you would invite other beings from other worlds to come to your little car lot and test drive a human being. Okay. Okay. In that Anunnaki expression, you did have a family life. But ultimately, it was your job in service to your Anunnaki homeworld, which left your family beside, and it actually left the species itself and went off and started its own expression. And this is what actually happened to the Anunnaki in the whole. Their species began a, a split down the line of a moral code of abusing and using another sentient being for commerce until finally the species split into two distinct separate species with distinct moral spiritual codes that define the incarnation process. And you were one of those that had a very tough time breaking off the, the mechanics of value and commerce of human bodies. And you came into a human body to literally resolve that, to discover the power and connection of the individuated planet as well as the individuated family members that you're born into DNA lineages and you're discovering more about yourself. It's not to say that you're a young soul, you're quite an old soul, but sometimes old souls take very cloistered paths. And this is what's going on. You're an old soul that's had incredible experiences, but as soon as you came here, so many of your other experiences don't give the experience, experiential added value of knowingness. So okay. for you, it's quite literally making a separation. Work is work, and when I'm not doing work, I'm attempting to make it sacred so it means something to me. Okay, and recently I have a girlfriend, and it's a very intense relationship. We're very much in love with each other, but it's something like we try to uh, go our own way. She would split and leave me, and then the next day we feel like we're being torn apart, and we come right back together. It's because she's highly spiritual. Yeah, it's because she's highly spiritual, and you're the opposite. It's like opposites attracting. Okay, so she is, and I'm not, right? <laughs> okay. Exactly. You know, she lives in Sedona, which is a highly spiritual place, and she's asking you to move there. What that means is she's asking you to move in your spirituality, and you're not there yet. Well, she actually lives with me now, and she doesn't like it in Salt Lake, so she's always, you know, <laughs> let's get out of here, you know. Well, you were saying before that she wanted you to go to Sedona. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but that's the, that's the motion of spiritual questioning you. Are you ready to, to jump into spirituality? And my answer is don't jump into the deep end right away. Put your toe in the water. Okay, I see. Slowly, 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 until you can listen to what Kathy has said and you own your schedule. I see. So it's not necessarily, she's asking me for spiritual action, right? Not necessarily move physically. 
Right. She's asking okay. you to begin to co-create in the spirit so she can share some of her spiritual experiences with you. Because until you've had okay. experiences, it's only supposition and, and just and, and justifying this or that with no no basis of understanding it. Okay. What is it that you do for a job? I'm an electronics technician who build high-speed photography, you know, cameras. Okay, so you, you have a very technical job. Yeah. It's fair to say that if you if you could find a similar job like this in other states? Uh, not in Sedona, because there's nothing technical in there. But yeah, I guess Nothing in Sedona, but in other states you could. Probably not, because I don't have education, so I kind of learned everything myself, so it would take me to prove to somebody to be at the level that I'm at right now. All right, so you're self-taught. That, that would explain yeah. why I'm seeing these energies. So you are yeah. in a situation where you have to begin to make that true separation of densities. Your job provides you all the abilities. Maybe there's some other sideways you can make some extra money so that you can put something aside that is for strictly your spiritual journeys. The, the issue I have right now is just like work takes a lot of energy for me, so when I come home, I'm drained. Right, you know, because you're still bringing work home with you. You haven't okay, made the, the separation of densities where it's saying, in my firm heart connection to my own expression, when I leave work, I'm done. I'm making my journey home sacred so that I can let go of the work energy and when I come to my home, connect to my old hobbies, my loves, my dreams. Work is not my home. Okay, I see. I, see. I do a pretty good job at it physically, but I guess not energetic because nobody bugs me after work. You know? Exactly. Energetic. Home, yeah. It's what it costs for you to do your job. Because, you know, what it costs for you to do your job in energy is more than the amount of money that you're getting. I see. And you can okay. change that equation with the power of intent. I see. Okay, because I'm in the process right now of cutting down hours of my work and I'm having some, some difficulties. And I know it's my energy right now. That's why I'm, I want to know all of this. Right. And as hours are getting cut down is where you'll have to say, what can I do to give myself energy back that's separate from work? Because work right now is feeding you in the exchange for value. You get money, you get new energy. And that's the equation that's going inside you. And you have to figure out a way that you can add energy to your body that is not valued by money. And that is why people seek the mystical experience. Because it adds tens of millions of dollars into their value-added mental bank account. Okay. Okay? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you so much. You are so welcome. You are a very special caller that is going to help teach a lot of people. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Okay, we're going to move Bye -bye. on to the, the next caller, and I believe it's 646. Are you there? Hello, yes. Hi, your name and where you're calling from? Hi, uh, I'm Jason. I'm calling from New Jersey. Jason from New Jersey. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Uh, yes, uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, so, I'm, uh, I'm 21, and um, I'm kind of confused about my health and my career path. They're kind of, like, intertwined, but I've had, like, struggles in both, like, recently, so. Okay. I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about career path with you and health. Mm-hmm. Um... When you say you have struggles, do you mean that you cannot get what you're looking for? Yeah, so um, I, 
I've had like health conditions when I was small, but they've kind of gotten worse. And so, you know, when, um, like right now, it's mainly my eyes. My vision's kind of like deteriorating. So I went to like many eye doctors and I tell them my symptoms and they can't seem to figure it out. And mm-hmm. so like I, I see my vision, but I see like holes and like the holes keep growing and mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on. And, um, yeah, so that's like a big challenge for me trying to fix that. Mm-hmm. Have you had this all your life? No, it just started, like, around high school, but it's gotten worse. So when you look out through your eyes, you see what's in front of you, but there are holes, like, yeah, that are just blurry. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a pitch black hole. Hmm. Pitch black holes in your vision. Yes, I could see that would be a problem. <laughs> when I... <laughs> When I look at you and your energy, to me it looks like mm-hmm. you've just got some sort of blockage, um, but it, it's more on an energetic level. It, it wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. at all if the medical um, profession can't find anything wrong with you or your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that it's to me it's like you've got some energy that's sitting on your head. Um, yes, uh, Yes, I definitely feel that. Yeah, because it's it's like a heaviness as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you uh, take salt baths? Uh, Yes. Um, I used to do it like once a week. Mm -hmm. Well, for a start, I would probably suggest that you do that every day. Um, Okay. And use a fair bit of Epsom salt because it's it's an energy or density that's Mm -hmm. just, um, it's like it's hitchhiking, sitting on your head. Yes. And it's affecting mm-hmm. everything. So what you want to do is you want to make your energy more grounded, more full. You want to put up those shields around you. So basically you're mm-hmm. going to repel it. Um, think of yes. it in, in an imagery. That's what you want to be looking at. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. Andrew will talk more about this with you. Um, but let's just say let's start with something like this, and then we also want to do something to build up your shield mm-hmm. around yourself. What is mm-hmm. the um, situation where you live? Like, in, are you in a bedroom or, like, on your own? Uh, I live in a bedroom, but I live with my family. So, but your bedroom, is it just you or do you share it with someone? Uh, just me. Okay. Um, and where is your bed in relation to the door? It's, um, so if the door is, it's, if the door is say north, I would uh, the bed is facing west. If the door is north, your bed is facing west. So your your head yes. your head is on the west side. Correct. So it is not facing the door. That's good. Is there a window? Yes, it's face. My bed's facing a window. Your bed is facing a window, so in the yes. east. Okay. Do you have um, curtains? Uh, I have blinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, ensuite bathroom? Do you have an ensuite bathroom in that bedroom? Uh, no. Mm. What about a mirror? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
one of the things I'll suggest just as a, a, a basic thing is for the window, I would just keep the blinds shut all the time. Only time you mm -hmm. open the blinds is when you open the window because you want to create some air. So every every day you need to open the windows to create the air flow inside mm -hmm. your room. If, if mm -hmm. where you are is an extremely windy place, then only have it open for maybe five minutes. If it's like a, mm -hmm. what we'll call a more normal stream air, then maybe an hour mm -hmm. because you need to um, throw the energy through, okay? Okay. Um, so I think in terms of your bedroom placement with that you're telling me about, there isn't a lot you can do that will help this situation. So okay. start with the, um, the, the baths and then mm -hmm. do you do any grounding meditations? Uh, yes. Um, well, I, I do like a pranic healing meditation. So at the end of it, it's, it's like a, the grounding aspect. Mm -hmm. Where do you do this meditation? Um, I do it uh, twice a day, but mostly at home. Mm, in your bedroom? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is there somewhere you could go that's outdoors, that's, you know, like a park or? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I would I would do your meditation there um, twice a day if you if it's mm -hmm. possible for you. Uh, mainly because okay. at this point it's probably good not to meditate in your bedroom because you're trying to change energy within you. And if you were to be able to get this you know hitchhiker off your head, you wouldn't really want to mm -hmm. release them in your bedroom. It would be better outside. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, if you could find a park, then you're looking at. Um, earth, you're looking at greenery, it, just having your feet on it is all, already a very grounding type of thing. So you're using the okay. environment to assist yourself in this sense. Um, also, okay. I think you, for you, when I look at your energy, I think you'd find it very calming. Um, if it's really, yes. really cold, then just make sure you rug up and if you're going to sit on the ground, then just make sure you've got a mat or a cushion or something with you as well so that you don't mm -hmm. get chill up your bum. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, you just modify it to how you can find that comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then um, do you have sage? Like the uh, actual, No, I don't. Um, because I would certainly sage your bedroom. I mean, sometimes it's not possible to sage the whole place you're in because other family members are not that into it or don't like the smell. So if you mm -hmm. could sage your bedroom when they're not around, that would be great. If you find okay. it too difficult to do that because of your resistance with the family, then maybe you could use um, the sage essential oil. Mm -hmm. And I also want you to carry a little sage essential oil with you at all times. Okay. And then put a few dabs of it on a tissue. It's just put in your pocket. And every time you feel that density and you notice the pockets of black all the t you know, more frequently, I just want you to sniff mm -hmm. in, into that tissue. Okay. So that you're getting that essence inside you. So it's a reinforcing. Everything you're doing is you're trying to clear where you are, clear the situation you're in, I suppose I'll say. Ground mm -hmm. yourself and put yourself in mm -hmm. a position of strength, right? Because when you have mm -hmm. these things all set up, then little bit by little bit you'll find that this heavy density starts to feel lighter. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be a short process to do it. So you have to just be a bit dedicated with it. 
and have that intense mm-hmm. belief that you know it's going to happen. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, it does, it, 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 for one of a lack of a better word, it is depressing to have this coming on because you keep thinking, I can see you thinking, you know, I'm only, you know, early 20s. By the time I'm 40, you know, my life is going to be completely mucked up. Whereas mm-hmm. have the faith that, you know, when you can remove this heavy density off you, it will go mm-hmm. back to what you would consider normal. Mm, okay. Okay. So there is a solution. It's just going to take time to get to that solution. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll let Andrew talk more about that side of it. I'm just going to jump over quickly to the career. When I look at you mm-hmm. in career, to me, it looks like you're looking in all the wrong places at all the wrong type of things that suit you. Um, first thing is, I think you need to further your education. I don't think you're done. So that's something that you mm-hmm. have to think about yourself um and the second thing is you need to focus more on a career that involves people and talking okay okay i know you prefer a little bit on the solitary side but when you have people and talking you blossom and you will always excel Mm, okay it's it's a hard concept for you to take on board, I know. But you just think about that, let that sit within you and then, you know, keep exploring it and you'll find that that will happen for you. Okay. So maybe Andrew could talk about yeah. some of the densities. So I, 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 the first thing that I want to ask you is going to be a, a really odd question. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you can hear an apple? Or taste a number? Or taste a number? Um, Now that you bring it up, uh, it's kind of, I had like a really slight feeling, but not like what's going there. Yeah, what's going on is quite literally the void spaces that you're seeing is your senses have gone through a rewiring job. And our third eye is a holographic projector as well as a holographic perceiver. And what's going on in this void space, your brain is trying to see all of the streams of information and overlay it on your actual vision side instead of it being in your third eye. So what's going on here is your senses have, have, have the wiring jobs been scrambled quite a bit. So when Kathy was started talking about scent, um, I went in deep into your neural pathways, and you have um, like so many extra scent glands inside your your nose that it's crazy, crazy, crazy okay. in the amount of scent glands, and this is actually what's causing your vision problems. So at oh, okay. some point, did you smell some kind of toxic waste or maybe something that did some form of trauma to your nose? Yes. Um, what happened? I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not. There were like several like life events, but like definitely when I was younger, I definitely like even though I wasn't like consciously speaking, I could feel or okay. smell like that toxicity, and yeah, it was like exactly. and around what that my was, body. Was- yeah, that, that there there was there was something in the drywall and the paint around you that was very toxic to you. So one of the ways that you can begin to clear up thirty to forty percent of the the black spots is begin 
advanced scenting where you you go out three four times a week to try to smell new scents almost like a dog putting their nose out the car and smelling everything okay Mm -hmm. i mean coffee tea just you got to go on a scent binge where you just got to find new scents essential oils one pocket could Mm -hmm. you could have one scent another pocket you could have another scent you know as many pockets as you need so that you can start triggering the scent glands to go through a healing process so the mm-hmm. next part that's dealing with your eyes, you have an error in your third eye. So it's going to be very yes. important that you begin to do sun gazing. Okay? Yes. So those black dark spots can be aligned up over the sun so you don't get blinded. Or, or alternatively, mm-hmm. you can do it with your eyes closed and the sun directly on your two eyes through the eyelids. Mm-hmm. And you begin a pranic meditation process that brings energy to the eyes, the nose, mm-hmm. the ears, and then the third eye. So you make mm-hmm. that quadrant. And once that quadrant gets realigned, your scenting glands will begin to give you tremendous more amounts of psychic data. Um, mm-hmm. I have seen this in, in a number of other people, and they usually be are some form of psychic bloodhound in previous lifetimes. And as I look, mm-hmm. you, you've done this concept where you have been trained to psychically track people via their psychic pheromones. They, ex- they emit mm-hmm. an energy that is on a psychic level scented by you, the DNA lineage that's tracking something through time and space. So giving yourself advanced nasal treatments, nasal massage, um, stuff like that will go a long way to healing your, your what's going on with your eyes. The next thing oh, is you need to start doing some heavy-duty detox. And, and you may, not, you may okay. think you're living a, a healthy life, but at some point you began to be exposed to high levels of gaseous toxins. And they're still in your blood system. They're still in your liver and your gallbladder. So you going out and going and getting some colonics, um, um, eating differently, a lot more fiber. I'm not telling you to drastically change your diet, but you need to be very conscious of detoxing. Um, If you can give yourself two or three weeks where you go do five or six or eight colonics followed up by some form of colon cleanse or juice fasting, um, mm-hmm. you will also notice that your eyes rapidly change. Your eyes are directly related to your gut. It's the eyes that see the food, the nose that smells the food, the mouth that tastes the food. Um, mm-hmm. All that is also what's going on with your vision. Somehow during your wiring job, when you go to consume something, whether it's music or food, your wiring mm-hmm. job, the way you perceive it, is storing it in your body differently. It is a more complex mm-hmm. way of storing large information. And this is another reason your vision is skewed. It's trying to create holograms that label and tag the world so your psychic side can pay attention to the 3D matrix side that has infinite amounts of variables that are constantly altering spiritual contracts. You are one mm-hmm. of those people when you clear up your, your scenarios with your eyes and you understand it's a new form of vision, a new vision of spirit then mm-hmm. these dark spots will be filled with extra layers of data and information. You'll become a clairvoyant, mm-hmm. a clairaudient, a clairsentient, and a clair sniffer. You will be able to, <sighs> you get somebody's scent, 
quite literally, you will be able to track them through space-time, and in those little dark spots will be new layers of information for you to intuit and then attempt to translate back to some form of client who will ultimately be paying for you to say, hey, I want to know about this former employee. I want to know about my dead aunt, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You're almost going to be like a psychic detective. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. And you're at this age, if you used to really give yourself some extra scent training, go and learn a little something about detectiveness instead of just watching television, taking some classes Mm -hmm. on logic, logic flow, and then Mm -hmm. looking on some form of additional spirituality books that really give you some heavy-duty coaching with shamanism. Um, As Kathy Mm -hmm. was saying, protecting your bedroom, you need to do the four corners of your bed. If you've ever heard me talk about Mm -hmm. that before... You need to do yeah. that and regularly. Now, I heard you say before you practice a pranic meditation. Yes, pranic healing, uh, the twin hearts meditation. All right, so hold on. I'm going to talk over the music for just a second here. What I would really like for you to do is to ask your pranic, whoever you learn the meditation from, to give you some other form of meditation so you have several to work with, not just that one. Okay. It's important that you get many to do, so you're not doing the same one every day for about the next four months. Okay? Okay. All right, we have to let everyone go. This has been a fabulous call, and thank you for calling. You really helped a lot of people with your questions, believe it or not. Mm, Yes. Yes, thank you, Andrew, and thank you, Kathy, so much. Alrighty, everyone, have a good day. And remember, Revolution Radio at freedomsplace.com is a listener-supported station. Stop on by that site support button and support non-corporate radio. Bye, everyone. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator. Every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremi pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, taking the confusion out of transmutated lunar girdle springs for four years and running. Revolution Radio, the number one listener-supported alternative media radio on the planet. Join us here on Revolution Radio, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Studio B. For a politician, patriot, social savant, businessman, former investment banker, and Veterans Today columnist, Mike Harris. Listen to Mike as he exposes the corruption, sedition, and terrorism within our own government. He knows our system is flawed and that obstruction of justice is all too commonplace. His show, Short End of the Stick, pokes at this corruption with eloquent style. That's Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Studio B, for the Short End of the Stick, with the man who should have been elected governor of Arizona, Mike Harris. That's right here on Revolution. Revolution.